0: As an observer, the thought of someone vanishing off the face of the earth without a single trace as to where they went is both terrifying and thrilling at the same time. But for the family, friends, and loved ones of the missing person, it's nothing short of a living H-E double hockey sticks. They're constantly tormented with questions swirling about the victim's welfare. Are they alive and well? Did somebody take them? Was this perhaps a plan that they concocted? Today on the show, we dug deep and found some wild stories you probably haven't heard of. So here are five strange disappearances with shocking conclusions. Number five, the disappearance of Connie Converse. Elizabeth Eaton Converse, better known by her stage name of Connie Converse, was a talented musician back in the day. She never released a studio album, and yet, nearly half a decade after she vanished, her music gained massive popularity among folk, indie, and pop music lovers. But despite her posthumous fame, perhaps the most interesting thing that happened in her life was that one day she disappeared without a trace, and all that's left are theories as to what happened. Connie was born in 1924 and grew up in a strict Baptist family in Laconia, New Hampshire. She had big dreams, though, and so after graduating high school, she up and moved to New York City to work as a managing editor at a prestigious publishing company. Being exposed to a whole new culture, contrary to her religious upbringing, Converse began to smoke and drink, and she started developing her love for songwriting. She would perform them for her friends, and later, they would profess their love for her music, which they distinctly described as hauntingly beautiful, with poetic honesty and melodic sophistication. At that time, the American folk scene was largely dominated by men who would often cover political issues about the country. But Converse's music was more personal and of a contemplative nature, a thing that was really unheard of at the time. An introvert, Connie tended to limit her social interactions and preferred hanging with close friends and families. There's no evidence suggesting she had a boy or girlfriend, although those who were the closest to her thought she was probably a lesbian. Believing in her potential, a music producer friend helped record her songs and tried to sample them different labels, but it just never took off. And frustrated by her inability to find the right audience after years of trying, Converse then decided to abandon her dream of making it in the music biz and left New York. Things then went downhill over the next several years. The company she was doing secretary work for shut down. After that, she had a medical issue and found out she could never have a baby. And all of this had devastating effects on her mental health. Then in August of 1974, just a week after her 50th birthday... She sent letters to family and friends telling them her plans to make a fresh go at it to begin a new life. She wrote things like, Let me go, let me be if I can. By the time the letters reached everyone, she had packed all her stuff into her Volkswagen Beetle and was never heard from again. Many believed the notes she sent were almost a way of letting everyone know that she was prepared to perhaps take her own life. The reason she's never been heard from again is because she possibly drove her car into a lake or river and is buried underneath the waters somewhere out there. But then again, why pack everything into the car if you weren't going to use any of it? To something Converse, fed up with life and the way it turned out, may have indeed discovered the new life she yearned for somewhere else. Somewhere she could truly be free. And once she found it, she never looked back. To this day, though, no one knows exactly what happened or where she is. Number 4. Steve Fawcett The best way to describe Steve Fawcett is that he was a daredevil. He was always looking for new challenges, pushing himself to the limits, even when it got seriously dangerous. Born in 1944 in California, Fossett developed a real passion for adventure at an early age. In order to pursue these desires, he took a career in finance and made a lot of money as a commodity salesman in Chicago. Once he had his fortune, he could then fund more extravagant adventures and toys. He set numerous records, as he was the first to fly solo nonstop around the world in a balloon. He also set the record for being the first to fly nonstop in an aircraft. Steve set the record by sailing the fastest around the world. And he also made a name for himself in mountain climbing, doing marathons and triathlons. So he was relentless and fearless, inspiring many people to push through their own limits. However, something tragic happened in 2007 when he was 63 years old. On September 4th, the multimillionaire took off from a private airstrip at the Hilton Ranch in Nevada aboard a single-engine, Cetabria Super Decathlon. It was going to be a routine flight that would see him back before the end of the day, but those close to him started to worry when six hours had passed after his intended return. Authorities then quickly launched a full-blown search and rescue operation to find the missing man. They assumed he must have crashed somewhere, and multiple teams comprised of people from various agencies joined in the effort. Land and air searches with infrared scanners were deployed. Google even lent a hand by providing satellite imagery of the location suspected to be Fawcett's crash site. According to the estimates, this search operation cost almost $2 million, making it the largest one ever conducted for a person within the U.S., and the results yielded nothing. The mystery as to what happened to Fawcett thrived well for over a year until October of the following year when a hiker found some ID cards that belonged to Fawcett. A new search was done and over the course of it they found many small fragments of bones and then two large human bones near the suspected crash site in Yosemite National Park in California. DNA test results later confirmed that those remains belonged to Fawcett. Investigators surmised that the pilot most likely died on impact as the crash site was minimal. After that, wild animals took various parts. He ended up scattered around the forest as tennis shoes were found to have animal bite marks. He lived a truly remarkable life and died in a similar fashion but it's people like Steve Fawcett that exist on this earth and, because of what they do, teach us that we can push ourselves to the limit as well. Number three, the disappearance of Brianna Maitland. Bright and beautiful, Brianna Maitland had her whole life in front of her and it was a promising one. But on a cold and dreary night in Vermont in March of 2004, her world turned upside down in the most unexpected and disturbing way imaginable. The 17-year-old had just finished her shift at the Black Lantern Inn in Montgomery, Vermont. As usual, she would head straight home when the working day was done, but unfortunately, and to her family's bewilderment, she never made it home. And more than that, no one has seen or heard from her since. The day before the incident, she and her mother, Kelly, went into town to do some shopping when Brianna asked about leaving the store for a bit while her mom finished up. After completing her purchase, Mrs. Maitland met her daughter in the parking lot and she noticed the girl looking a bit disturbed or agitated and to some extent visibly shaken. Before she could even ask, Brianna pleaded to head home immediately. She said she needed to get ready for work. At work, nothing unusual happened, and her co-workers confirmed she was alone in her vehicle when she left the Black Lantern later that evening. But days passed by, and still, the young woman hadn't returned. Officially, it would take five days before the Maitlands reported her missing, but all the while, everyone in the family and her friends were searching to find the girl. Meanwhile, a day after Brianna went missing, Vermont State Police received a report of a car that had been left stranded at an abandoned house along Route 118, about a mile from the Black Lantern. The Oldsmobile had been partially hidden in the side of the house and with plywood. It was made to look like an accident. Initially, police thought it was abandoned by a drunk driver, but once Brianna was officially reported missing, it was later confirmed that the car belonged to Brianna... The police searched the vehicle in more detail and the area outside the abandoned house and realized that it was a stage scene, which prompted police to believe that she could have been the victim of foul play. Her parents thought it may have been multiple people that took her, because she was well-versed in jiu-jitsu, so they didn't think one person could have handled her. In 2016, police confirmed that they had in fact found someone's DNA in the car that didn't belong to Brianna, though they never specified what it was or who it belonged to. In 2022, they matched that DNA to a person, a database, but again, didn't divulge all the details. But based on the fact that this mystery is still unsolved, it doesn't look like they found who they were looking for. But then again, it could still be in the works. A reward of $20,000 was put up for any information leading to her whereabouts. But up to now, that money remains unclaimed. There have been various sightings of the girl over the years. Casinos, outside gas stations, but all those have turned up to be false leads. So, as of now, what happened to her, and where she is, still remains a mystery. Number two, Mike Williams. It was a cold December morning in 2000, but for 31-year-old Mike Williams, it was a perfect day to go duck hunting at his favorite spot on Lake Seminole in Florida. A distinguished property appraiser for a giant real estate company, Mike was not only a hard-working man, but a devoted husband to his wife Denise and a loving father to their two-year-old daughter Ainsley. As an avid outdoorsman, he relaxed by taking his trusty boat out onto the waters for a little duck hunt. And on December 16th, Williams set out like the usual, but after that, he never returned. His boat was later found floating on the lake, but there was no sign of Williams anywhere. Almost immediately, authorities, together with the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, launched a massive search and rescue operation to find the missing man. The operation continued for days, but eventually it had to be called off when a storm came through the area. Investigators initially assumed that Williams had fallen in the lake and likely drowned. His mother, Cheryl, however, didn't buy the idea. Instead, she was claiming that foul play was involved. And through Cheryl's insistence, almost four years later, police eventually launched a criminal investigation into her son's disappearance. One of the details they considered for making it a criminal case was the fact that just six months after Mike went missing, his wife Denise pleaded with the courts to officially declare her husband dead. They did so, and as such, she received almost $2 million from Mike's insurance policy. And wouldn't you know it, there to help her with the claim was Mike's best friend and a former flame of Cheryl, Brian Winchester. Those two would go on to later marry. At first, no one suspected him as having any involvement in the disappearance of his friend, at least not until 2016 when his true nature began to show. See, that year, Winchester was arrested for kidnapping Denise, who is now trying to divorce him. He was then sentenced to several years behind bars and cornered and desperate to lower his sentence, he decided to drop a huge truth bomb. In a plea agreement wherein he would be granted immunity in relation to Mike's alleged murder investigation, he confessed that on the day Mike vanished, he was with him on the lake and knew exactly what happened. In his testimony, Winchester revealed that he shot his friend under Denise's order. The two, who were actually having an affair behind both of their spouses' backs at the time, supposedly planned on eliminating Mike so they could finally be together. The claim for the multi-million dollar insurance policy payout was a major factor in deciding to kill him rather than just make a divorce. And to prove he was telling the truth, Brian led police to an area along the shore of Carr Lake in Leon County where he shot the victim and later on buried him. With this testimony, police wasted no time in arresting Denise for conspiracy to commit murder and other charges. At the trial, the defendant argued that she had no knowledge of the murder plot. However, after going through a plethora of evidence, the jury ultimately found Mrs. Williams guilty of first-degree murder. In 2019, she was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. Meanwhile, Winchester got locked up for a short while. Not for Mike's death, but for the aforementioned kidnapping case. Number 1. Brandon Lawson On the evening of August 8th, 2013, 26-year-old Brandon Lawson was driving back home in San Angelo, Texas. He had not returned home the night before. Desert Lofton, his longtime girlfriend and mother to his children, suspected that he was unfortunately back again on drugs... An oilfield worker by profession, Brandon really was a hard-working father. With four children now, the 26-year-old made the responsible decision to ditch his addiction for the good of his family, and he did that for a while. However, on that night, August 8th, something weird happened. His brother Kyle received a call from his sibling, who sounded a bit distressed and out of breath. He then said that he was out of gas and stranded along the highway. Brandon said he was in dire need of help, but it went beyond just car trouble. What really alarmed Kyle was the sound of Brandon's scared voice. Concerned, Kyle and his girlfriend drove out to the remote stretch of highway where Brandon told him he was, but when they got there, he was nowhere in sight. His brother called police for help, who arrived shortly after. Aware of his brother's standing arrest warrant for drug possession, Kyle lingered for a while after the officer took off thinking maybe he was scared of their presence. Still though, Brandon never surfaced. By around 8 a.m. the following day, the truck was then towed away and authorities began to search the vehicle for any clues. The investigation revealed records of numerous 911 calls that Brandon made on the night in question. In one of those conversations, he explained that three people were chasing him out of town. During the next phone call, he said he wasn't alone and needed police assistance. This was enough to convince investigators that foul play may have been involved in his disappearance. But without any leads to follow, police found it impossible to track down the missing oil rig worker. Meanwhile, Brandon's family continuously searched for answers. They set up a Facebook page and a tip line, hoping someone would come forward with any information about his whereabouts. While it's yet to be substantiated, the general belief by many is that Lawson's disappearance is most likely drug-related in one way or another. Perhaps he got involved with the wrong people or was high on drugs and unsure of what he was seeing or saying before wandering off. Brandon Lawson's current whereabouts remain a mystery, and his family, including his wife, children, parents, and siblings, still continue to hope that regardless of where he is or what state he's in, that one day, he'll be found. So, there were five strange disappearances with shocking conclusions. Hope you found those interesting, and there were some news stories some of you true crime lovers have never heard of. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I'll see you soon.